stepdad. Absolutely. Uh, but it feels like his birthright, if you will, <laughs> uh, to take over the Dark Order someday. Mark we'll Fages would be proud. <laughs> He'll be proud of me Saturday. Yeah, we'll be in there. His his ass ought to come on out. You said, hey, you want to come on and listen to me. No, we're all right with Mark. Mark's a good guy. Uh, all right. So, remember when Leo Rush retired? Yeah, I do. Fake news, as it turns out. You don't say. Fake news. Oh, my. Yes, got that all the way wrong. We did. Uh, Until about a month from now. Yeah. He's now all the leads. Again. For real this time. Maybe. Could be. Possibly. Any thoughts on that? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> uh, yeah, who cares? Yeah, like he he should have he should have went to Impact. He, I feel like he thinks people actually care. Nobody cares. He should have went to Impact, MOW, or NWA and, and it would have went way better for Nick. He definitely should have went to Impact. Dear God. God, he should have went to Impact. Like, it's too- X Division is probably his entire realm of possibility. It's too. It was made for him, and I don't know why he doesn't recognize that. It's too crowded. Like go to go to Ring of Honor and hang out with Danhausen. Well, it's because he thinks he's more big time than he really is. Yeah, he's a mark for himself because he was with Bobby Lashley, and he thinks he's a bigger deal than he really was. And he's not. So, he's a, I'm not. And I'm not trying to disparage the guy. The guy is good talent. I, but like, you are good in certain in certain situations. Mm-hmm. X division is probably one of them. Why are you continuously trying to put yourself in the in the same breath with the big dogs? Because I hate to tell you, it's got to get there naturally. You're a little dog. Next to the big dogs, he's got to get there naturally, and he doesn't. And he, I'm gonna say, well, I shouldn't say he doesn't know how. He takes a lot of routes to throw that off. He reminds me of a. He kind of reminds me of Enzo, but Enzo yeah. is completely like completely stopped with wrestling, other than the occasional independent event here and there. Uh, what do you think, McCarthy? Uh, Leo Rush, all elite, does it matter? Because I don't think it does. He would be so much better served in any other smaller company. That's not a shot at his size. I just mean he'd be a much bigger fish in Impact. NWA, Ring of Honor, uh, he'd be a much bigger fish in any of those companies. Don't you agree? What about you, McCarthy? Do you give the flip of a wooden nickel? Let's say it plainly. Do you give a shit that Leo Rush is there? Um, I'm intrigued by his pyramid scheme character. Is that good? We already got one. His name's Matt Hardy. He's not. Wrong. No, that's different. That's a that's a thief character, an agent, if you will. Look at you splitting hairs. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you splitting the hairs. I thought Cody was the pyramid scheme. Man, this whole thing just pyramid scheme, brother. So that's all I got. That's right? all I got on yeah. Leo Rush. You don't. Care. I, I have to believe him sticking around when I see it. But I, I'm intrigued by this pyramid scheme character thing he's got going on. I'm intrigued. And I would also love to have him on this podcast interview. I'd love to do that. Sure would. Uh, Dan, you know who I want to get on our podcast? Jungle Boy. The lady viewers would go through the roof. Well, reach out and make that happen. I'll let you interview him your damn self. I like that. I'll give it a shot. 
see what happens. That can happen. Yeah, if you boys want somebody you want to specifically interview, you can do it your damn self. I'm not a, like, because I'll do interview my, myself. I reach out and think, I did it, boys. Sorry. I'll do that. I don't care. Half time, you all too busy anyway. So, yeah. uh, if you want to reach out and interview somebody, we'll air it. I don't give a damn. I ain't a mark for me, except kind of. Um, so, Dan Lambert, Scorpio Sky, and Ethan Page with his tight chest uh, appeared live. His, his tight pectorials, tightest pectorials in the game. Uh, this was, Dan Lambert's been good again lately, but I thought he missed again with this one. I thought that this was too much. I thought, like he, there's a line that Dan Lambert occasionally crosses where he's trying too hard. And I thought this was it. McCarthy, thoughts? Yeah, he was, he was definitely trying a little too hard on this one. And, and when I get it when he's out there with America's top team and a bunch of MMA fighters that can't cut a promo. You got Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, man. You, you you can tone it down a little bit and make sure that, that the stars that are there for the company to be stars in don't get overshadowed by you going way over the top from what you should be. If anybody's going over the top, it should be Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Always remember, boys and girls... Scorpio Sky left the tag team to join another tag team. Um, any thoughts, Mr. Knapp, before we move it along? Nope. I'm in complete agreement. I thought he tried a little bit too hard. A couple of his promos, I thought he was trying a little bit too hard. Yeah, but he's been he, he's made it work, but he's, he's this been, time it was... Uh, again, go back and watch his stuff in Impact. He did a small run there. He was much more consistently... I know much more consistently better is not not good English, but he brought it much more consistently where sometimes it's been a great promo with AEW, other times not so much, where he didn't have a miss in Impact. So I don't know what's going on there. Maybe it's because he really believed what he was saying about Impact. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Take Kachi and Andrew J. They took on the Bunny and Penelope Ford. Everybody matched like we're actual tag teams. Cool. Any thoughts, Napper? Basically, what I said in the other, the other one with the dark order. Who the hell cut the onions? What the frick? Mm-hmm. It's not cool, man. I was crying. It was, it, it was it was a really awesome moment. I really enjoyed that part, um, and it, it was cool because you know we're used to seeing Anna Jay like. I, was Ty was Ty Conti around at that time? Just starting. I think yeah, I, she just started with the company. So it, it was kind so of she cool. wasn't really with the dark order per se on screen. It was cool to see her kind of even break down a little bit and like show that emotion of the situation. So I think it really added to the moment. I thought it was a good match. Um I I like both these te- like both these teams are pretty cool. So hopefully these women can can continue to grow the women's division. I liked it. See, I the only thing missing on Dynamite to me and this was, I know it's asking a lot. It's asking too much. I wanted a Brody Lee hologram somehow to bring back the Dark Order or something, like in terms of come together, some sort of something that. Or like a voiceover. Yeah, that I'm, that I'm watching. 
If it, and I understand that's a lot in wrestling. They could do a voiceover. That could I be. think I think it carried more weight with Amanda Huber coming out though. Like, because you could have done the voiceover, you could have done the hologram, but Amanda Huber doesn't ever show up on TV, other than that very first memorial show. I think it carried more weight her coming out and be like, "Get your fucking shit together, please. This is ridiculous." Shiznit, as Jim Ross said. Plus, I mean, to be honest, I can. Guarantee, she's more of a hard ass than he ever was. <laughs> she does have that vibe. God bless her. Well, well, at least not forget there was a time when she was a wrestler too. So probably, <laughs> even if she wasn't, she's a wrestler's wife. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure she's got more fire in her than he yeah. ever probably did. Because yeah. <laughs> she had to put up with him. Yeah, what's she, what she doing with him? Slumming a little, God bless her heart. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, R.I.P. Brody. You are missed. Uh, you are absolutely so missed. Uh, okay. MJF appeared live. Darby Allen confronted him. This was, this was pretty damn good. Uh, I thought this was... I kind of went with her sting. Sting's been everywhere with Darby lately. Kind of, they're each other's puppy. Um, uh, puppies. Um, this was this was good, but it wasn't special. Does that make sense, McCarthy? It does. I think I think it wasn't special because MJF gave up trying to go Darby and just walked away. I think if he would have kept trying a little bit harder because he said a lot to Darby Allen and Darby straight up said, your mind games aren't going to work with me. And yeah, it kind of worked in context because that's what a bully does. But at the same time, I think MJF should have tried to go at him a little bit harder because it, and the reason why it didn't feel special, it just ended. It was like really abrupt. All of a sudden, oh, you're not going to let my words bother you like everyone else on the roster? All right. I'm leaving. Yeah, See you later. Like, it felt like Raw or SmackDown when they're running short on time, so they just start sending everybody out there right after a segment. Like, literally. <laughs> All of you, rush the ring. Go. <laughs> now, get out there. Damn it. Brouhaha. Uh, so, it, that's... But I'm a little scared because it felt like MJF was going, I'll get you. Oh, I'll break you. And if that didn't break him, how far are we going to go to break him? Physically. This could get this could get bad. He's going to do what Brock, or not Brock, Goldberg's going to do to Lashley. He's going to kill him. He, he might. Uh, so we're getting that match in full gear, right? I, I certainly hope so. Well, that's going to be good. That's going to be awesome. I really hope it's not later than that. All right. Now, before we move it along, let's talk. I'm disappointed. Why? Sammy Guevara defeated Miro. Yeah, so? I'm disappointed in that. We have built, built, and built God's favorite champion. Well, he got beat by the other God. Look, lay sex God uh, can and uh, just, you know, move it along. Well, he's a, t- he's a two-time God. He's a lay sex God, and he's a Spanish God. Look, we can't have two. It's ridiculous, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try to. I, it's blasphemy. Yeah, Look, I try to be a Christian. Twenty-four. Tw- 20, 24, five. Twenty-four five. It's <laughs> tough to do during this show. Uh, 
Wait, no, 24, four. It's three hours. She's really hard to do during the show. She's <laughs> really difficult. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll get better someday. But I don't like that we've you built just, Miro up. You just got to find your inner Devon, inner Reverend. Testify. <laughs> but I don't like that we've built Miro up, and then he just kind of randomly loses to Sammy Guevara. Nothing against Sammy Guevara, but it's like Miro has been on a roll. On a roll. We're not building that a little bit to, to get the big win? All of a sudden, Miro becomes what killed him, John Cena. Just we're just we're just we're just gonna flip the script. Okay. What? Why does Sammy Guevara just get the win without not a pay per view, not a not... McCarthy taught me off the ledge, but well, okay. So the TNT call, title, the special right? thing about that is it doesn't need to be on pay per view to change hands. That's one thing. The other thing. It's it's I don't want to take anything away from the absolute talent of Sammy Guevara. However, it, in the way the match went and the storyline progressed, um, Miro did that to himself. He made the mistake of trying to of ripping off all the turnbuckles. Now, we can go back and forth of whether he really should have won or should have lost, but it doesn't hurt Miro because he made a bad decision. He didn't necessarily get beat cleanly by Sammy Guevara. He didn't get beat by Sammy Guevara cheating him. He got beat because he let the gods' favorite champion get to him. And I hate to say it because I love Miro. I've been a Miro supporter since, well, before he was Miro in AEW. I've always loved him. Sammy does deserve a run with the championship. He's been there from day one, except for the time he had to go to sensitivity counseling. And he has never given us anything but 100% effort. And they made it storyline wise that it was Miro's mistake that cost him the championship. It doesn't mean he can't come back in a couple weeks and absolutely destroy Sammy Guevara and take his title back. Doesn't it though? Because, it, like you just said, Sammy's one of the OGs. He's been there since the beginning. Are we really going to squash him now? I don't think we can do that. Miro squashes everyone when he beats them. I know, but this when is he Sammy. Beats like, them. They look at Sammy as almost like a literal god. Except Sa- for- Sammy's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I agree. He's the inner circle's least valuable asset. I don't know about that. Hager might say otherwise. But Hager's legit. Hager's a legit fighter. That's true. I think he's still undefeated, too. Yeah. I, I just... I, we'll see where now, I will, I will I say... Thought, I thought I, Bill... I, Bill I, I know it's a TNT championship, so it doesn't need to change hand on pay-per-view. I get that. But this felt random to me. Overall, and that's where I'm a like, little bit. I mean, it, it fit the story from him trying to get revenge for Wego del Sol. I do, I will say this the fact that Sammy got a title before Proud and Powerful is a mistake, plain and simple. Absolutely, 
Absolutely. All right. Uh, do you want to plug Walk One Roll one more time before we move on? To- Sure. We'll do, we'll do some serious high spots on Raw. I mean, fast. Yeah, let's do it. Well, if you have not done so already, and you should have, if you if you haven't, shame on you. But check out Lock One Row 5K for Cosma Central Ohio Spina Bifida Alliance taking place next Saturday on October the 16th. You can still register. Online registration does end on the 12th, but do not worry because you can still walk up day of the event and register. So no excuses. It is superhero themed. So if you want to dress up as your favorite superhero, you are inclined to do so. I will probably be doing that. I don't know who yet, but I'm thinking about it. Uh, but yes, please check it out. It's going to a great cause. Spina bifida is not fun to deal with, but there are a lot of people that deal with it, unfortunately. And Cosmo has done a great job of making those people's lives very, very manageable and fun to live um they do a great job helping a lot of great people so please consider signing up getting out of the house walking running or rolling with us on october 16th it's a lot of fun i've been doing it for like four years now this is the second time i've gotten to help them promote so it's a lot of fun they do a really great job they help me out a lot so please consider doing that. All the information on how to register should be on our Facebook page, or you can go into the search bar on Facebook and type in Cosba, C-O-S-A-B-A, C-O-S-B-A, sorry, uh, or Central Ohio Spina Bifida Alliance. Uh, but again, all that information should be on our Facebook page, and check it out. Absolutely do just that. So, let's quickly talk, and I mean, I just want, if you have any thoughts, give them. Rampage, Brian Danielson defeated Nate Jackson. Any thoughts on that at all? Either one of you gentlemen. Good match. It was a good match. Probably the best singles match that Nick Jackson has had. Uh, There were a couple missed spots because, one, Nick Jackson probably isn't used to not being in tag team matches. And, two, it was Brian Danielson's style of match, not Nick Jackson. And we know that Nick Jackson likes a lot of the flips and a lot of the aerial maneuvers. But it was a good match led by Brian Danielson. And, you know, I was thinking I was thinking last night, as long as there's not major breaking news this week that requires a long, in-depth, long-form, we-have-to-discuss-it heavy news this week, next week I want to go in-depth on AEW Rampage. What's working, what's not, what can improve it, what can get your interest up. What do you say we do that next week? Yeah, okay. I'm down. Yeah. All right. Next week we will go long form, not on just the product of the week, but how does how does Rampage at least get to? Because right now it feels like the redheaded stepchild of AEW, if you will, and so they feel like what NXT feels like to WWE. So how do you get it to uh, uh, what what Thunder was to Nitro or what SmackDown was to Raw for years? We'll go in depth on that next week. What do you say, boys? Yeah. yeah. All right. That sounds good to me. We want to remind you that we are on Heel Turn Wrestle on Facebook. If you want our merch on Pro Wrestling Tees, here's what you do. You go to Heel Turn Wrestling on Pro Wrestling Tees. You buy at least two shirts, and then they can put ours up there. Hello, hello, hello. If you're like, I want to support Pro Wrestling Tees, and nothing against you guys with Bruiser Nation Productions, but I know Pro Wrestling Tees. I love Pro Wrestling Tees. Well, if you want ours up there, 
Go to Heel Turn Wrestling on Pro Wrestling Tees, buy a few shirts, and then ours will be up there within a week afterwards, and you can buy the blue hell out of two Ooh, turnbuckle merch right there on Pro Wrestling Tees. All right. So a little raw, moving fast. Goldberg and Bobby Lazar set the stage for Crown Jewel. I thought this was pretty good. I want to give hats off to Shelton Benjamin because he made Goldberg look like it was 98. I mean, he took that spirit like a bad, bad man. And let's not forget, as as Bully Ray tweeted out last night, Shelton could legit stretch most of the Raw roster. Um, and so hats off to Shelton Benjamin for, for doing the job, so to speak. Um, I thought this was okay. Was it great? No. Was it horrible? No. Uh, but I, I appreciate the fact that Goldberg is completely ignoring the fact that Kill is on the banned list of words. He's ignoring that every single week because you know that Vince is going, hey, could you not say that? We're a PG product. And, he, and he's going, we don't, we don't have to renew the contract for next year. I'm going to say it. Thanks. Uh, uh, any thoughts on this segment, boys? No, just that I thought, like you said, it, it was okay. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Um, the promo from Goldberg, I thought was it was all right, but it seemed like it was the same kind of promo he cut the last time. Mm. It just it felt, it had the same vibe. To they it. need to do more with the story because yeah, Gage on it. Like I, I need something. You can't just build it around Gage. Yeah, I need Bobby Lashley to get personal with Goldberg. Yeah. Call him washed up. Tell him he's old. Let's reference the fact you almost killed the Undertaker. Let's get super personal if we're going to get personal. Yeah. What do you think, McCarthy? I think you're 100% right because at the end of the day, Bobby Lashley is right. What would you do? He said it last night. What would you do if someone jumped on your back? And Goldberg 100% showed what he would do if someone jumped on his back. Now, could Bobby have released the full Nelson after he realized it was young gauge. Sure. However, when a fan jumps the barricade, are the wrestlers tame with them? No, you step in those ropes. You accept the consequences. Bobby Lashley is right. Goldberg can be slightly upset that his son got roughed up, but he needs to have that conversation with his son in kayfabe that if you get in the ring, bad things happen. I'm not going to fight your battles for you. Now, I'm not saying that in real life I wouldn't beat the crap out of somebody if someone put their hands on my son, but but they've done a lot better psychology-wise, making things make sense, fitting things together, you know, sharing history as they showed last night. I, I think that that's one of the many holes in this match and this storyline. There, there's just, there's too much to not believe at this point. Yeah, I think they got to get super personal. I think they got to reference Goldberg's struggles. They got to reference, like I said, I think the Taker match. If you're going to get personal with Goldberg, which he usually doesn't do, usually it's just, I want this title, give it to me. Um, then I think you got to go all the way with that. I love the fact that it's a no-holds-barred match because the last time that Goldberg was in a no-holds-barred match was Lesnar at WrestleMania. And while that has already been like four years ago, that surpassed every expectation any of us had. So I think that can make it to where this, this is it going to be a five-star classic? No, Goldberg ain't never wrestled them, and he's not ever going to, certainly at this stage. 
But I think this makes it to where this is not going to be an absolute popcorn fart. I think they're both going to surprise you and, and bring it at Crown Jewel as best they can. My biggest concern is the weather. I just hope it's not too warm. I just hope it's not too this or too that. Because both Taker and Goldberg have said that played a factor in why it was so bad. I hope every... And so that needs to, to be thought of as well because this is all outdoors. On paper, though, no holds barred Goldberg versus Lashley, especially when you consider the last time he had a no holds barred matchup as well. Again, four years ago. But I think they're, they're going to make it work, and I think it's going to surprise people and not be the worst match on the card. All right. Uh, Biggie and Drew McIntyre defeated Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Of course, the you want to talk about a man that was right, McCarthy. Dolph Ziggler is right. He does deserve just a simple thank you. I said, that's not too unreasonable. He's not saying, give me a title shot. He's saying, you deserve just a simple thank you is all I'm asking. It's all I'm asking, and then we'll be on our way. Dolph Ziggler is the most criminally underrated wrestler on the planet and has been for the last damn decade. I love this man. Give him more. He should be the face of this company. He should be the face of any company. He should quit and go to AEW and have in his contract. He wins the world title the first night. That's how good this man is. So, McCarthy, thoughts on this? And isn't Dolph Ziggler the most correct one on Monday Night Raw last night? I don't want to say the most correct, but he's not wrong. Just um, a simple thank you. He's one of the. <laughs> I'm good at splitting hairs. What do you want from me? He is one of the most underrated stars of his generation, and this is what I was alluding to when we were talking about like Goldberg and Lashley, and I've been giving WWE credit for for consistencies and psychology, and I almost jumped out of my chair when Dolph Ziggler started bringing up history. That's so important in this business, and sometimes WWE does forget that. And and they finally showed that they're not willing to forget and move past certain points in history because it's a high point in Dolph Ziggler's career, Big E being his bodyguard. He was world heavyweight champion. But like you said, he is criminally underutilized. So were they ever? We never thought they'd bring that up again. Lo and behold, they brought it up last night. Hats off to the entire segment and whoever made the decision to say we need someone out there to bring up the history that Big E has because the success he has had in the new day has overshadowed where he came from in this company. That didn't happen with Drew. They, they at nauseum they told us he was here he was the chosen one he blew it he went indie he got to 285 pounds and came back and ran roughshod over the roster but they haven't really delved into the history past joining the new day with big e and i think this is a step in that direction and yeah people forget that i mean big e won the nxt world championship it's forgotten yeah. about it's entirely forgotten about. Uh, you have to be a you have to be a, a true historian of the sport to even remember. Um, all right. Lastly, for Raw, and there's other things I'd like to cover, but I know we're running short on time. Uh, Olympic gold medalist Gable Stevenson was drafted last night, as we talked about. I want to know. I want a prediction from you, gentlemen. 
When do we see him? He is still a senior in college to my knowledge. So I'll start with you, Napper. When might we see him make his official on air? Obviously, he was on Raw for a quick draft moment last night that they ripped off from the NFL. Uh, But on air, on television, when do we see him appear on Monday Night Raw? If he's still in school and doesn't drop out, which I kind of hope he doesn't. I think it's a good idea if he stays in college. But if he doesn't drop out, maybe Royal Rumble time? I think at that point he could have a break in there. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not privy to what the the break times are for college, but I could see maybe the Royal Rumble. I think that, honestly, if you can swing it, if he can't show up sooner than that, if he can't show up sooner than, like, December, save him for the Rumble. That's a perfect time to have him. Even if you don't have him win, that's a good match to kind of get him over just tearing through everybody. Yeah, he could break the elimination record or something. Yeah. Uh, thoughts, McCarthy. When might we see Steveson on Monday Night Raw on air I'm talking about appearing in the building live and going out and cutting a promo or waving high or something. I think you wait until May. You make sure he's 100% ready, bring him out in May, and really start running in June. Very similar to how they brought Brock Lesnar in. I think that's the route you go. So I don't Because th- I don't think there's a need to rush Gable Steveson. He's going to be one of the greatest wrestlers ever if we look at history of people with his background coming into this company. Cause yeah, we, we tout Goldberg being in UFC. Let's not forget he's the NCAA champion a couple years in a row before he came into the company. Shelton Benjamin may not be the high profile star. We all hoped he would be, but also one of the best wrestlers in the world because of his background. Do we even need to mention Kurt Angle? So I think the you, you wait for the right time. You let these rosters get settled. You get these feuds out of the way. And after WrestleMania, leading into May in the summer, you bring in Gable Steveson. And you know what? Give him the title at SummerSlam, just like they did with Brock Lesnar, because as great as Brock is, Steveson got an Olympic gold medalist. That's That's one step above. This is the greatest WWE signing since Brock Lesnar. This could be... I'm not going to say it revolutionizes the business or brings a ton of old fans back, but it can keep the roughly $2 million a week or so that you have more invested than they've been in a long time, I believe. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. I'm excited to, to see him. Uh, I, I haven't been this excited to see someone debut in ages. Uh, can't wait. All right, so if you watch this show, just for our WWE and AEW takes. Uh, that's pretty much going to be it for this week. What we want to talk about the rest of the night, the rest of the evening, is uh, first we're going to start off with some ASWA thoughts. We're going to call the show, boys. Uh, you and I, Napper, and uh, Ernest. I haven't had the pleasure of meeting good guy. Good guy. Yeah, he's a good, big, guy. Big, big guy. Very good guy. Okay. so we'll, I do pick on him a little bit. I we'll, called him the Byron, Byron Saxon of our... Three-man right. booth, but I, I picked on those. So you think he and I will click pretty well? Uh, yes, absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. 
All right. Does he respect the Undertaker? That's all we need to know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question, but I do know he's, he's very knowledgeable. All right. Because if he doesn't respect the Undertaker, I just can't do it. So we're going to call- sit in the middle and you can sit on the other side of me. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so we're going to call the show. Yeah. Uh, McCarthy, you're the director of this show, to my knowledge. Is that is that correct, sir? Yes. Yep. Debbie's uh, handling the wrestlers. I'm handling the production. Yes, sir. So. I want to break it down. Shocktober showdown. Tag team wrestling, big tag team tournament. Let's talk about it. Mr. Napper, do you have any thoughts you want to kick it off with? I am actually very excited for this uh, because going through the list of some of the tag teams that I'm, I saw that they're going to have and just reading the short little bit because I'll let a cat out of the bag. None of us have really any big knowledge about ASWA. We kind of flew by the seat of our pants in the first one. We got as much as we could about, you know, who they are, what they've done, so on and so forth. And we'll be flying by the seat of our we'll pants We'll be again. flying by the seat of our pants in this one as, as well. But I, I want to credit ASWA because they've done a great job of giving backstories and, you know, information on who these tag teams are, what they're all about, who they, you know, how good they are and stuff like that. So, I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. I'm a little bit salty, though, that the freaking status symbols have two teams. What the hell is that all about? Not happy about team, that. Team Alpha, Team Beta. I, I'm not happy. You I, you I'm, would complain about the status symbols having two teams. There's four people in their group. What do you expect? They deserve to have two teams. It's not like you can't have a four-man team against a two-man team. What, I want to tell you about the content. people? I want to tell you about the content of Random Payne's character. Oh, I saw the content. He challenged me to a race. Me. He said we could race in the parking lot, and you're going to defend this man, McCarthy. Not only did he defend him, he basically kissed their ass the entire night. And I can I, say that on this show. I, wa- I, I watched. Did, I, I, I watched. I watched. The broadcast of the last show with the big return of Madman Fold. Which, by the way, that was awesome. That was so great. And the way that you acted like you were on the payroll of the status symbols. I think he was. I do think he was. Is frankly something. You know what? Now he's the producer, so I can only imagine what this is going to look like. So now his lips are going to be so far up Rampage's ass that he won't be able to be on the show next week to even talk Rampage. Because I imagine he's going to have surgery Sunday to remove said lips from said cheek. That's what I assume is going to take place. Let us know how the procedure goes. I'll send you a card. Uh, all joking aside, though, uh, I do want to ask McCarthy. McCarthy, you looked at? Have you looked at the list of the tag teams? I got the flyer right in front of me, buddy. Who's your um, Who's your pick so far to take the titles? I mean, I really want to say J.J. DeVille and the redneck kid, Robbie Collins, but I don't know how long that's going to last since J.J. DeVille. Yeah, they made friends when J.J. DeVille beat him for the Universal title at the end of the last show's tournament. But I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say Love Poison. Izzy Lambert and Dalton Love will walk out your ASWA tag. Team champions. 
I don't think it's a bad pick. I don't think it's a bad pick. I don't, pick. Think it's a bad pick. I don't like that Robbie Collins isn't teaming with with Kid Collins, uh, his his legendary uncle. Yeah, there was some. There was some well, ball out there. At the end you of know, the show, I, I just, his, I, I think his uncle was so upset. <laughs> um, got to put it aside, family. I, I don't think. That, Robbie Collins and J.J. DeVille are going to get it. I do think they have got a receipt that is still due pay that was probably going to come back to bite them at, during that show by one Kid Collins, possibly, perhaps. I mean, uh, Kid Collins has done it all in this business. Yep. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. I'm Who gonna, knows? Maybe Madman Fulton makes another appearance. We don't know. I'm going to try to reach out to Kid Collins and see if I can't get him on here for an interview. That'd be great. I'd, like to, I'd, like I'd love to have any of the ASWA wrestlers on this show. I would, I'd, lo- I would love incredible. to see if we can't pull um, that off either. I think Jim. I think the Jimmy... Oh, what's their name? Jimmy Hendrick Experience. The Jimmy yes, Hendrick that's experience. my pick. That's uh, what I, th- I look, think they retain. The, the Living Nightmare is an absolute veteran. Uh, he he helps he helps train the up and coming stars of the ASWA, but he he's teaching them everything they know, not everything he knows. He's a guy that's been around so long that I believe he's had count them one match with the Undertaker even, all those years ago. And let's be honest, had he not got cheated by one man, 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 Fulton, he probably would have won that match against JJ Deville and could have possibly won the Universal Championship. And think about how awful that is on Man Man Fulton's part. No disrespect to the to the big man, but this man taught you everything you know. And you backstab him, and, and, and you turn coat on him. And I heard, and this man, I know, I know McCarthy. He's going, look, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, yes, this this guy's definition. Maybe we don't know the history. Yeah, he might have showed Madman Fulton the ropes, but maybe he turned on Madman Fulton when Madman Fulton got the imp- got the contract with Impact. Maybe he said some disparaging words, and he had it coming. Or, we don't or know. maybe he made a call to Scott Demore and did the right damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Tell you what, it's going to be interesting this Saturday Jimmy night. Jimmy Hendrix experience is your pick? That's my pick. I think so. I, I'm, a, I'm a living nightmare guy. Do you have a, a dark horse, uh, McCarthy? The beta team of the status symbols because Axel Fury's a stand-up guy when he's training people in the ring. Or assisting in training people in the ring. I say Jaguar Express. I like the name. I do like the name. Dude, I'm re- I want to see this team, though. I I'm do, really too. I really it. do. So I also want to see the uh, Kaboko Warriors. <laughs> so, McCarthy, cut us a little promo. Where, where, oh, where is this show? Since you've got the flyer. And what's bell time? Let's get it done, brother. Come on. Join us at Malabar School Gymnasium, 205 West Cook Road, Mansfield, Ohio, Saturday, October 9th. Doors open at 6, bell time at 7 for a massive 10-team championship tournament to decide for the vacant ASWA Tag Team Championships. You will see such massive teams as the Jimi Hendrix Experience, the Kaboku Warriors, Jaguar Express, Status Symbols Beta Team, Black and Blue Crew, the Status Symbols Alpha Team, Open Season, Warhoss, Pain Train, and my pick, Love Poison. Don't miss out. ASWA is a fantastic time for the whole family. It's going to be packed. 
guarantee you it will. Uh, Napper and I will be on the call with Ernest as well. And uh, you'll be there running things, probably rigging it for the status symbols. I don't know what you're talking about. It's really about. a shame to see how far you've fallen, sir. I mean, acting like Travis O'Connor someplace. Jesus. Uh just absolutely atrocious. But uh, we'll be there. Cannot wait. Never to be the first time you and I have ever had the pleasure of calling a wrestling event together. And you can only imagine how loud I'm going to be. I'm going to do Morrow proud, hopefully. All right. What we're going to do to close out this show, we're going to have our own little draft, boys. We're going to have our own little draft. We're going to see who can't pick the best roster. We'll put it up on Twitter afterwards, and then we'll uh, put a poll out there. Who's got the better roster? I'm very confident I'm going to walk away top dog. So here's how this is going to go. We're going to do three picks around. There's going to be five rounds. So have your picks ready. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I didn't think that far. I do have a coin. I got I got it. I, I got one. Call heads? Okay. It's tails. I haven't touched it. Can you see it? Oh. Okay. I, I I moved my camera just to prove it, and it's still in its place. Yeah! Oh, okay. So, number one, Tommaso Ciampa. Number two, Big E. And number three, Asuka. Dude, I've had these planned out for a couple hours, okay? McIntyre. Are we going? Are we ready? Yeah, you know, you know, I got my Excel spreadsheet up. Toxic Attraction, Becky Lynch, and Johnny Gargano. Do you want all six or just the last three? 
Toxic Attraction, Becky Lynch, Johnny Gargano. Easy enough. I'm going RK Bro, Viking Raiders, and Candice LeRae. Oh. Yes, sir. I am ready. I got Karrion Cross, Sheamus, and Kyle O'Reilly. I'm going Gable Stevenson. John Morrison and rounded out Rhea Ripley. I think we're all close. Um, what was your first pick, buddy? I accidentally hit delete on that line, uh, Logan. Oh no, uh, I'm sorry. Your your second pick overall. You picked the New Day. Seth Rollins was your third. Who was your second? I hit delete by accident on that. I know that's why that's why I asked. Yes, because you did pick AJ Styles and I see him nowhere else on your list. Perfect. I think you still got to go with Zuckerberg cuz I'm sure he lost more money. Well, there is actually the Bruce Cruz podcast, the only podcast that brings you pro wrestling for your ears. And for the next 12 weeks, the Bruce Cruz podcast will not only be bringing you pro wrestling for your ears, but we re released the first episode of Bruce Cruz podcast, Macabro, earlier today, featuring myself and my awesome son, Jason, telling you some stories about the Wendigo. Stay tuned for that while we're going to cover ancient aliens, serial killers, and when I say serial killers, I mean luchador serial killers, werewolves, vampires, zombies, anything that's very macabre. So join us. I'll have my two co-hosts on To the Turnbuckle on one of these shows. It's an audio drama story-based podcast, so I hope everybody enjoys it.
What's up, Buckle Brigade? Just a quick update. We had some audio issues while we were recording the draft picks of Logan Morris and Travis Knapper. We will release a fourth part from the episode on October 5th, 2021, so you can hear their draft picks. And the focus isn't just on me. Stay tuned, Buckle Brigade. It will drop in the next few days.